Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. I'm pretty excited today. There are a lot of things going on in my life, and one of them has to do with the Professor Forever. My wonderful, smart, talented, great friend and administrator, Carla has put together a Facebook group for those who enjoy listening to The Professor Forever. It's called Extra Credit with The Professor Forever. And I'm excited to open up this chapter of this podcasting journey I'm on. So don't fear joining that group, if you're a Facebook listener, you won't have to do anything, but you will get the chance to do some creative activities with me and with other members of uh, the Professor Forever Facebook page. Our lovely little group. I'm excited. There's actually an activity that is listed already for the Thanksgiving break. So check that out on Facebook if you get a chance. If you're not on Facebook, I'm sure you're listening to my podcast via Buzzsprout. Thank you very much. Someday I'll get some other kind of page up for the non-Facebookers. I think you probably can hear my cat maybe in the background. She's quite excited about Thanksgiving too. So today I want to talk about putting things in the wrong place. Why? The other day I accidentally put some eardrops into my eye. Ow! It burned. Of course, the first thought I had was, oh my God, did I ruin my cataract? My new cataract lens, I guess anti-cataract lens, right? I had my cataracts removed, so... Am I hurting my new lens by putting in this strange substance? All ended well. It burned for a while. I flushed out my eyes, and now I'm fine. It reminded me of a time when I saw my mother put denture powder in her eye. She had some trouble for a day or two after that, if I remember correctly. I am someone who often puts things in the wrong place. I have had a history of falling. That is putting my foot in the wrong place. I certainly have put my foot in my mouth. 
<laughs> but I am a cluttery person. Let's start with that avenue of this topic. So my partner would say I put things in the wrong place because I don't put them in the right place, which to her would be away. I am cluttery. I have thought about this a lot in my life. My mother was cluttery, a clutterer, cool sound, right? Clutterer. She was a clutterer. And my siblings, three of us are cluttery, two are, or were, because one of them has passed on, clean and meticulous. From what I understand, my father was clean and meticulous. So this would lead one to think, is being cluttery a genetic inheritance? I think so. I have decided with my vast knowledge of biology and genetics, ha ha ha, that I think it is kind of an inherited trait. I'm sure that environment, right? So nurture has something to do with it along with nature. But why then was my family basically split down the middle? Some like my mother, some like my father. I think it's organization. I think that is what is behind whether you are a clean person or a messy person. Cluttery, clean. So I do not see clutter. I honestly don't. I know over the years some people have thought that I just said that to be a lame excuse for why I don't clean. But finally, now that I've lived with someone for 19 years or so, she has come to realize that I am not pulling your leg. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I really don't see the clutter that some other people see. I don't mind clutter until... I am looking for something very specific. Then it bothers me a little. I don't give too much weight to the idea of cleaning. This is philosophically. So I don't see clutter. I really don't. And I don't care if a place that I live in is cluttery. I always think of cleaning like a Sisyphus wheel. I mean, I certainly don't want to live in a place that, you know, is infested, even though I love bugs, but I don't want bugs on my dishes or something. But I think that real rigorous cleaning over and over again, it just reminds me of Sisyphus. It it seems like something that people could spend that time doing something a little more generous, a little more productive, a little more creative. Although, as I've gotten older, I will say that I have found that 
I'm a little more organized. So maybe this isn't genetic. I'm not sure. Speaking of genetics that are inherited, have you ever noticed the similarities that you have with cousins or uncles and aunts or nephews and nieces? I remember the big insight that happened to me when I realized it. I was at my aunt's house. I was helping her, ironically, clean up her kitchen. She was probably about 90 years old. And there was a jar of pickle juice sitting there. And I thought, yum, because I love drinking pickle juice. And I went to pick it up and she said, do not dump that pickle juice. And I said, you like drinking pickle juice? And she said, I do. And I thought, I do too. Or maybe I told her. But such a weird thing to have in common. But I do think it was genetic. So putting things in the wrong places. For a long time, I put too much liquor into my body. That has sort of faded away. I was telling a friend the other day, I don't want to have any kind of praise or pat on the back or anything for being less of a drinker than I have been in the past because I didn't really enact this change, although I always knew that that would be something that would be good for me. It just kind of came upon me. The change happened to me. So I guess now I am not putting that wrong thing. And believe me, I don't want to judge. I don't say that drinking is wrong. If it bothers you and it affects your life or the people around you, absolutely. But I am all about free will and do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. But I'm going to say right now, because of the amount that I used to drink, that it was putting the wrong thing in the place, the wrong place. Those of you who know me know that I am absolutely obsessed with Pepsi. One time in my classroom, everybody, it was a group project, and they were making a little storyboard for a film. And the group that had reality for their genre of TV show talked about the class. And they made this storyboard, and every other page, I was the teacher in the in the reality show, every other page, you would see a drawing and a little psst, and that was them acknowledging that I was opening cans of pop, or soda, if you would rather, uh, during class over and over again. I think that my backpack and then my wheelie bag had the most weight in pop. More than books, more than papers, it was pop. And that habit seems to be dripping away from me too. I think that I can say safely that that habit was putting a thing in the wrong place 
I mean, I can remember being 10 years old and carrying a carton of pop bottles with a bottle opener over to my neighbor's house so that I could drink while we talked during the afternoon. Who does that when they're 10? So this has been a long time uh, example of putting a wrong thing in the wrong place. And again, if you love soda, if you love pop, I certainly do. But it seems that as you get older, maybe things start, just habits start changing and your desire for things start waning a little bit. I guess I'm in the in a flux. Things are changing a lot for me. Thinking of the disastrous ways that I put things in the wrong place. I will confess. I used to be a cheater. Not on tests, but in love. That was definitely something putting something in the wrong place. You know what I mean? I cheated on four different relationships. I feel horrible about having been a cheater. I even bought myself a bumper sticker that was a cheetah. Never had the guts to put it on my car, but I felt like that somehow symbolized me. When I think of how I am and who I am now, I'm so ashamed of that person. So I told you I had 13 relationships in my life that were romantic relationships and that I loved more than a year. And I said, I love you. We both said that back and forth. That's how I counted them. Four out of that 13, I cheated on. And I think that that is way too high of a number. The first person that I cheated on, I will paint her as a baby turtle. Tough, tough, resilient, young. The second one I cheated on was the most beautiful person in terms of standard beauty. One of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. And I was able to have a relationship, a love relationship with this person. So let's call her the swan. The next person I cheated on was a great owl. She is the smartest person I have ever known. And there are people that come close, and my partner is one of them, but this person was just... It's an unbelievable thing to know this person and know how smart they are. And then the last person was a mama lion. Oh, she was so sad when I cheated. That person even 
found out, stayed with me, sent me a letter from a secret admirer because she figured the psychology of my cheating had to do with me needing more validation, more affection, more attention. And so she tried to do that, fill up that hole for me, hoping that if I got enough attention from a secret admirer, I would stay home. It's a very strange feeling when you know you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, but you don't mean to hurt anyone in the process. I really believe I didn't want to hurt anyone in the process. But of course, you do when you cheat. I do think I needed that extra push, that extra attention. I said I was sorry to all those people that I cheated on, at least the ones that will that are still in my life or that I've been able to talk to. There are some that, you know, are gone forever, and I wish that I could tell them. I wish that I could call them up and sing the Todd Rundgren song, you know. Hello, it's me. I thought about us for a long, long time. But it means something to say it out loud, though, how sad I am. And again, I don't want to say that I want to judge. I'm not against people sowing their oats, having full, free love, as long as you don't hurt anybody. That's my mantra for life. That's my philosophy for life. So that was definitely putting something in the wrong place. You know what, though? Karma came back and bit me because later on in my life, I had two relationships. One was very serious for me. And another one, it was kind of a good thing that it devolved, but where I was cheated on. So karma came around in this life. And boy, that can really teach you something. If karma comes to get you, it's very hard not to want to run away. But it's always a good lesson if you can look it in the face. When I got with my current partner, I remember my brother saying, watch out, she's a cheater. I could have knocked his block off. But he also helped me get the topic on the table and then get it away. And I said, it's true, I have been, and I am not proud of it. But... I don't feel that way anymore. So it was putting something in the wrong place again, myself, that now has dripped away. That habit of putting myself where I shouldn't be. 
There are many other places in my life where I have been and I shouldn't be. But I think I'll save that for another podcast. So, have you ever done things that you regret? As far as putting yourself in a place where you shouldn't be? I challenge you to think about that. What did you feel after that event was over? Were you a cheater? Are you a cheater? Do you ever look closely at it? I feel like when you're cheating, you don't very often look at yourself very closely. I have been trying to look at myself more closely now that I have more time. And I wish that all of you had more time to reflect on your life and how you are as a person and what your values are. I wish that for you this holiday season. My place remains cluttered. My house, my room, my past, but my heart now is in the right place. It is something that is in the right place. In my heart, I can find things easily. I can fill it up, although it's never filled up completely. And I don't see any of the clutter And if there is clutter, it's clutter that I can be proud of. I can show my heart to the world without shame. What's your clutter? Do you think that being neat or being messy is genetic? A genetic tendency? Is it good or bad clutter? Can you clean it up? Do you want to clean it up? Should you? Do you need to? I challenge you to take a self-inventory. What have you put in the wrong place? And what do you want to do about it? That's what I'm thinking about today. Thanks for listening. Keep thinking. She's got no lessons planned for me Because she's not that fancy She's a professor forever Professor forever